Hey, this is Kiran Nagar from the Sparking Entrepreneur Show, and today we have Kathleen Ferris with us. Kathleen is the co-founder and CEO of Coaching and Consulting, and is a certified coach who develops strategies for professional transformation at individual and organizational level. She is on a mission to empower leaders and dreamers to achieve their goals and thrive. With that being said, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here today to talk all about entrepreneurship and give some good feedback to everyone listening today who's on a learning journey or if you're a seasoned entrepreneur and you're looking to scale your business. I'm really excited to be on today to talk with you. Very excited to get to know you today, Kathleen. Let's begin with your journey. So tell us what got you started in entrepreneurship and then coaching. Yeah, thanks for the question. So for me, my journey has been somewhat of a jungle gym. If you connect with me on LinkedIn, you'll see why. I really came from family business and I worked in higher education. I worked in private sector. I worked in tech. And for me, what I found was I needed to map my own journey. Early on in my career, I allowed lots of people to speak into what I needed to be when I grow up. And I think that's why I really resonate with entrepreneurs who are looking at figuring out what do they want to do with their life outside of what maybe their parents told them or the culture that they were brought up in, that they need to be a doctor or work nine to five. So for me, I found that I needed to have my own plan. And then I needed to give myself permission to live into that. Why that dream? I know a lot of my entrepreneurial friends start off with the napkin. I started off with Peter Drucker's five questions and answering those myself. And so what really moved me to do that was really make making sure that the next generation behind me had the resources that they needed to. So equal access to education and resources to be able to figure out where do they want to take their life and their career. So that's my why, which also resonated with me when I worked for the Drucker School of Management. I met with lots of entrepreneurs and students from all over the globe because the Drucker School is all about bringing people from all over the world to learn about not only business and leadership, but entrepreneurship and finance. And many of my students, so this is my second why, many of the students and our graduate, you know, alumni and things like that, they came in with this expectation that they had to live this linear line. And I saw some of them just really deflowering. And as an entrepreneur, you really need to be able to have a dream and the energy to be able to live into your dream and also understand that everybody around you, that noise, you have to really work on minimizing it. So our students and our alum, I really enjoyed working with them and asking them open-ended questions so they could get clarity around where they wanted to go. And for me, that's my biggest why, which also drove me to why I wanted to have my own family business and be able to have the flexibility to live the life that I have now and to give back to young professionals and other professionals who have been on their journey for 10 or 20 years who are looking to scale and grow their business because with clarity and vision and energy and a community around you, which is most important, you can really live the life that you want. And so I would say again, flexibility, wanting to have my own path and not a path that was dictated to me early on from my family and the generation above me. Wow. So that's quite a story. Let's know about the story that you have helped create any coaching success or any 
client in particular or any recent incident that is on the top of the mind so any client success stories now please yeah i have a lot of client success stories so i'll talk about one that was a tech startup during covid they had to figure out like everyone else here in the states what to do and how to pivot their organization so i worked with their chief marketing officer their ceo and their ceo to look at from a development perspective how could they pivot their software company to be able to address not only a local audience but also a global audience so we mapped out where did they want to go what resources did they need and how to scale and what type of funding they needed because most of what they were doing was in person and they had to pivot to all online to be able to address the audiences that were global versus just when you're in person you have a different opportunity so the success there was they moved their family business forward they are thriving right now i love seeing all of their posts out in the world and i also did one to one coaching with each of them in addition to the organizational work like the strategy piece down to like measuring steps where are you going to go next and to see their ceo just thriving now out in the world that to me has been heartwarming and also just a success from the work that we did together because i can serve as a guide all you want however some people are not coachable and so doing the inside out work not only tactically from the organization but really the inside work as an entrepreneur he the founder the ceo really saw that vision become actualized and so i feel like he was willing to get out of his own way and so that for me was was one success the second one is i'm working with an organization two founders right now that are i'll call them an they're both entrepreneurs and they're in charge of their family business their 129 year old family business and so we are opening their grounds up so they have a campus where they bring guests on to not only book the grounds but also they have a retail shop so they haven't been open since 2020 and i've been working with them since april and to see their shift not only organization us working on all the capital improvements together so i'm an interim executive for them and the business strategies and coach to see them take ownership of the work that they're responsible for even though it's exciting and terrifying for them just to see their growth and know that we're going to be opening their business on September 27th knowing that we've done so much hard work and they've grown themselves as entrepreneurs this is one of their journeys they have other things that they're working on it's just been really exciting to see it and to know that their change is because they chose to come along with me is just exciting for me to see that growth and know that i think that's always for me knowing that other people coming along the journey can measure the success and also feel really good about it so i know that was a long-winded answer but i just am really those two founders just watching their journey and where they have arrived has been super cool plus we're measuring everything so that's exciting it surely is kathleen i agree with you So let's speak about the methodologies the tactics the strategies anything that is relevant for an entrepreneur to gain an insight about their business and grow from there or something that you want every entrepreneur to know Yeah so my biggest piece of advice to anyone listening today is give yourself permission to pause the learning is always in the pause as an entrepreneur myself and helping nine other CEOs over the past couple of years launch and scale their businesses 
we get really excited about, I call it the shiny ball, and we want to just put all of our energy into that. What happens though, when you're trying to scale is you get in your own way because you we holistically, we don't pause to make sure that we wrap around ourselves to be able to document and put process in place. So the tension is between being an entrepreneur and wanting to scale and grow and externally be out there in the world and understanding that you have to have business process in place as a foundation, because then you and those coming alongside you to help you scale and grow your business understand that when you follow a process and a procedure, then humans can just show up and do their good work. So if you talk to any entrepreneur out there that's super successful now, Eric, the CEO from Hawk Media, for example, he has scaled his business out in the world because he understood that even though he gets up really early in the morning and goes to bed really late at night, married with a child, he understands that the investment in the process part of the business, as well as the investment in the humans, is what's key in order to lead an organization. So as an entrepreneur, managing energy, documenting your process along the way, making sure that you have a strong foundation. When I, I first started doing my own family business on the side, when I worked for higher education and in private sector, all of the business processes that I had developed for those businesses, I had to then parent myself is the best way I can say it to put it in place for myself, because I'm a high functioning person who can scale anything in any industry and help others. And I get in my own way if I don't have a CRM, that's a customer relationship management. How do you document your relationships? So that would be another piece of advice, document your relationships in something, because the stewardship of the relationships that you create when you're an entrepreneur or what and your community is what will help propel you forward. A project management software package to manage the steps. Some entrepreneurs don't want to document process. And if you don't have a way, there's not like one, one way to manage your workflow and you got to start with something. So some people start with Excel, then move to Google Doc, then move to Smartsheet or Asana or Trello, any of those mm-hmm. really allow you to map it out. And get into like a mastermind group. I helped my colleague Zach Swire launch top teams and top coaches. And we meet every Monday. We have growth forums. I could go on for days. So learning is always in the pause. Make sure you have clarity and document and have some process in place to support your good work. Totally. Totally. So CRM it is guys. And if you were to suggest some of the CRMs that you yourself tend to use for your business, or you suggest your clients to use and any insights about the CRM, like what should be mentioned, how it should be mentioned, anything that can give us more knowledge, please tell us about it. Yeah. So there are so many CRMs out there and I don't think that there's a one fit for anyone. Mm-hmm. I feel like you got to do your research and then ask other entrepreneurs about the system and be thoughtful about giving yourself permission to think about the interface. Mm-hmm. Someone who really enjoys an Apple interface, for example, I'm a PC user. They may prefer using a different product than I would like. So for me, I've used ClickUp. I really do. And I'm not getting paid to say any of this, by mm-hmm. the way. <laughs> My colleague Julia uses and it's the one-stop shop. It's not only a CRM, but it also has project management. So it really goes back to what you're willing to use. Mm-hmm. I've used Razor's Edge. I really like that. Salesforce. Mm-hmm. Some of these are super robust for an entrepreneur just starting out. 
There are quite a few entry-level free CRMs you can start with. HubSpot, I think. Mm -hmm. There are so many. And I have tech friends who I always ask them, what's the latest and greatest? But I feel like as an entrepreneur, you need to figure out what you're willing to do. I have friends that will not put information into a CRM. They'll only use a Google Doc. You got to start somewhere. Mm. So documenting your relationships in something, even if it's Airtable, Monday.com, document something so you can start and understand what your follow-up is because your funnel as an entrepreneur documents the relationship you have with your client, your partner. It's important to understand where you are and to stay in connection with them too. Yes. Yes, Kathleen, totally. And if you were to tell us about the misconceptions that you face along the way. So if there is anything or anyone like what are misconceptions that you feel is in the coaching industry before the client approaches you and but they know about you. So something like that. Yeah. So misconceptions in the coaching world. Great question. So there's coaches for everything. There's coaches for football, there's coaches for life coach, mindfulness, business coaching happens when someone says, I need a coach. It's the misconception is it costs too much money. Here's the pivot. It costs as much money as you're willing to pay to invest in your own professional development to lead your entrepreneurial effort in a way that gives you the success that you're willing to do. So when I hired my first business coach, It's when I was in my graduate program. And yeah, way back when, not going to date myself, but way back when it was a couple thousand dollars. Mm. And then when you talk about how much money are we willing to invest in buying a car and buying a house, when we talk about investing in our own leadership development, the misconception is, oh, well, I'm getting leadership development. No, going to a conference is a professional development. And unless you're intentional about your own development, then you can't measure your own individual success. So I would say the misconception is is that you don't need a coach. Well, everybody needs a coach. I have several coaches, some I pay for and some I don't because we do trades. Mm. So having a coach, and, and some people say it's cookie cutter. Well, some coaches are very specific and say, here's my package. I'm not that type of coach. I create custom packages depending on the client's needs because humans are humans. An entrepreneur in the tech world is going to be on a different journey than an entrepreneur who wants to open up, say, a restaurant. Leadership is leadership. Management is management. But some of those industries have different things they have to think about. I worked in entertainment 12 years. And so I had a different type of a coach back then. So you got to get really clear on what you know, like I said to my coach back and said, I don't know if I need a coach, a spiritual director, or a therapist. I don't, maybe need all three, but I really got clear on what support did I need. So the misconception again is I don't need help. I don't need a community. I can lead on my own. I can read all the books. Well, we can read. I have a master's degree. I came from an at, I was an at-risk youth way back when, mm-hmm. and I could have had a different path, but we have to really invest in ourselves. And the only way to do that is by saying, what community do I need to be around me in this chapter of my life as an entrepreneur? Mm. Because we are, and I don't know who said this, we're the average of the five people we spend the most time with. It is absolutely true. And somebody in your circle has to be aspirational to help elevate you. So community, 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 misconception. I don't need help, especially Mm. if I'm, you know, I was brought up that way. Well, yes, we do need support. And that's a pivot as an entrepreneur Mm. pivot from, and 
help to support because help if you look up the definition it could come across as critical but what support do you need who's doing the coolest latest thing that you can learn from who doesn't want to talk about all the cool work they're doing i can't tell you how many ceos i reach out to and say hey do you have 30 minutes so biggest misconception i don't need a coach well false yes yes so i don't need a coach is the misconception and uh, now let's move on to the next question which is about something that you would want to mention about keeping the clients accountable so how do you keep the clients accountable while also being empathetic as a human yeah that's a great question so i do a combination of accountability documentation i look at a meeting cadence with each client and it depends on the type of work that we do i'm super clear about scope of work with them so whether i'm working with an organization to do organizational work or one-to-one coaching we come into our time together with an agreement about how we're going to work together and what we're going to work on so for example my client this morning who is looking at whether he's going to be a data scientist or he's going to lead a school district we agreed we would come in today to our session this morning and that he would have done some home. I call it post-session. I don't like to say homework because, you know, sometimes people are like, I have trauma from education or I don't believe in it. So I say post-session follow-up. So we agree on what we're going to do in between sessions. I send them an email reminder in between. So if I meet with them bi-weekly, I send a, a reminder on Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. It depends on when I meet with them. And then... I, with my private clients, we text. So if they get stuck or something, they'll text me or I'll text them. So this morning I had on my calendar to text five of my clients to remind them about whatever it is we've agreed upon. So it's a it's a combination of understanding the human, us coming into community and agreeing around the accountability piece, and then... I'll follow up in email or text once we have agreement. Like nobody likes to be told what to do. I mean, Karen, mm-hmm. when you were told what to do by your parents, did you like it? No. What? Not my- no, no, we did the opposite of what we were told. Don't go eat the cookie. I eat the cookie. So with our clients, I'll ask open-ended questions because I'm a trained ICF coach. International Coaching Federation. So I'll ask questions around, okay, what's the next step look like? How can, what's one thing you'd like to do? What support do you need to get this next thing done? Versus when I'm a consultant, I'm going to be much more directive. Yes, that's completely true, Kathleen. If you were to suggest, before we move forward into the conversation, uh, please let us know about the best ways of reaching out to you, please. Like your website, your email, or anything that seems relevant. Yeah. So I'm open to connecting with anyone on LinkedIn. I'm Kathleen, K-A-T-H-L-E-E-N, Bills, B-I-L-L-S, Ferris, F-A-R-I-S-S. My website is FerrisCoachingAndConsulting.com. I know my 20, almost five-year-old son said, mom, why didn't you just do FCNC.com? Again, you don't know what you don't know when you're scaling your own business. But LinkedIn is a great way to reach out or my website. There's a form on there that you can reach out happy to talk with anyone about their entrepreneurial journey because it really feels good to give back so happy to connect there totally so do reach out guys wonderful person to connect with and get insights from now let's move to the final question for the day kathleen this is going to be about the action steps so what do you suggest we do 
after listening to this conversation what are the action steps one pause ask yourself what you're learning as an entrepreneur when something hits our core thing causes us pause maybe we get irritated we have some feeling we have to pause and ask ourselves what's the learning from everything that you just heard or what came up from you for you too from listening because when we have a pause moment in our body it's the future coming to us giving us some lesson to learn or it's something that's saying hey this is something you need to work on that's self sabotaging you so you need to unbecome of something that's no longer serving you as an entrepreneur and let that let it go two give yourself permission to do some clarity and document i love entrepreneurial work i love working with other entrepreneurs to look at how to move their business forward scale it you need some process so what process do you need and if you don't like doing any of the process go find somebody that will do it for you and i understand money at times gets in the way it's an investment in where you want to take your own dream sometimes you can barter i've bartered in the past and three invest in your own leadership how are you going to do that what does investing in your own leadership mean in this next chapter of your own career in your own life and get a coach number 4 Yes, so those were the four final action steps that you guys can surely reconsider. And with that being said, one of the best coaches I know is surely Kathleen. So do reach out to Kathleen if you feel in any way that you related with her. With that being said, thank you so much, Kathleen, for such a great information and such great insights today. So it was a pleasure and an honor to host you, and it means a lot to me. that you were able to spend some time with us and make our lives more meaningful and our businesses more insightful so thank you thank you so much for having me what a pleasure i love what you're doing i love your work and i'm so happy that you brought me on today so then you know we can all continue to scale and grow our own businesses together thank yes. you again yes sure and thank you with that said i am your host kiran agar signing off for the day You guys take care. Bye guys.